Welcome to the Spooky Spice Channel podcast, a podcast for my thoughts and reviews on all things film and book related. Primarily we'll be focusing on horror movies or horror books and alternate episodes will be titled Horror Myths More, focusing on horror myths, legends, folklores and the books and films that adapt them. So this episode will be a rewatch, a watch-along. I am revisiting Halloween 2018 because I did have questions for the Halloween Kills trailer. Um, So I might pause it every now and then. Give a... probably not timestamps, but I'll describe where I've paused it to offer my thoughts. And if you want to watch along, feel free. So grab your snacks and your drinks, and let's go. Okay, so we have paused it just after the intro theme at the title card that says Haddonfield, Illinois. The coolest thing about the intro for me is the reverse rotting pumpkin as the theme plays. We have, in the opening scene at the sanitarium, um, one of the podcasters slash interviewers holds up the Michael Myers mask while Michael Myers is facing away from him, and he asks him if he can feel the mask, which confuses me because I'm pretty sure the publicity for this movie was that Michael Myers is just a man, to kind of retcon all the previous sequels in the franchise. If I'm wrong, please do correct me. Um, It's just confusing because why have your starting point of the film and swear up and down that this killer is just a man? (laughs) And then have the next two films set up as he is not just a man, there is something about him, whether it be supernatural, evil, etc. However they're going to explain it. So that is another thing that I'm interested in finding out in the next two films. I'm not hate watching this, revisiting it. Um, you know, I didn't like it in cinemas back in 2018. I didn't like it when I rewatched it a few years later, um, but I feel like coming into this rewatch for this episode, I'm trying to find something that I do like about it, um, if not just answer any questions that I did ask during the Halloween Kills trailer reaction. Um, one of the main questions were, did this take place during Haddonfield? Um, And as the title card shows, yes, it did. (laughs) Um, Because they're about to visit Laurie, I believe. So I'm assuming that, you know, she lives in Haddonfield or on the outskirts and we'll go from there. So I've just paused it after Laurie gets her Sarah Connor on and 
cleans all her guns after killing those poor helpless mannequins in her yard. <laughs> that is a pretty cool scene though. It shows that, you know, she's very much prepared and expecting something to go wrong. I have a question though, or a thought, more like it. She knows Michael Myers is the man. Do we think that she keeps referring to him as the boogeyman? Some people will say Michael Myers, some people will say the boogeyman. We all know where that's from, her famous line in the first movie. But do we think that the boogeyman is kind of like Michael Myers' evil alter ego and that they're going to play on that in the next two films? Could this be foreshadowing? I also cannot remember specifics from the first two times I watched this film, so I am paying very close attention. And, you know, if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, if you're listening to this and going, God, you know, you're completely way off. They mention it later in the movie. If they mention it later in the movie, I um, will definitely comment on that and, you know, have no problem saying, well, I was wrong. That theory was wrong. To me, this is like watching it for the first time all over again um, because, like I said, I didn't like it the first two times around so I didn't really pay attention to it as much as I have the previous sequels. So let's get back to it. So I've just paused it after Aaron and Dana have been killed in the gas station bathroom scene where Michael Myers gets his new look mask. I do like the mask. Um, to me, it looks similar to Rob Zombie's Halloween masks. It's dark, it's gritty, it's a bit creepy looking. It doesn't look as ridiculous as some sequel masks have. It looks more realistic, in a sense, in that it's not as fake looking, or it's just the plain white. The bathroom scene especially shows you a look into how, a preview of sorts, of how violent that this movie is going to be. If the aftermath escape scene didn't already clue you in on that, I believe it's the first Halloween film where Michael Myers has actually killed a child. What did you think? Paused at... Uh, 53 minutes, 36 seconds, Lori is in her car, cruising around, listening to the police scanner. Uh, Cameron has just been a total douchebag and upset Alison. Um, I want to talk about the kills, though, when Michael Myers is on the street and he's seeing all the kids trick-or-treating, all the people in their homes. He kills the old lady making a sandwich, which is an homage to pre the previous sequels. This is another thing I don't get. There are so many moments that have already been in previous sequels, but their plan for this film was to create something entirely new, but then when does it stop becoming an homage to the sequels that you didn't want to get involved in or didn't want to mention? and start being, you're copying films to make your own film, 
that is supposed to be completely different and isn't different at all. So we have the old lady gets killed. Michael Myers gets his knife. He's watching the couple about to leave to go to a party. And the house he's standing right out front of is a woman home alone waiting for her partner to get back from a party. She receives a phone call, disturbing news. Obviously that, you know, the bus has crashed and mental patients have escaped. Michael Myers goes in and kills her. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to who he kills and why. It's just random. Which I know is supposed to add to the fear of him. You know, there's no rhyme or reason. But then Halloween kills. They're giving you a reason. Anyway, just some of my thoughts. Without further ado, let's get back to the film. We're at uh, Julian's house at... And Laurie is pointing her handgun a distance away, but at the window with Michael Myers watching her in the mirror through the window. That is a very cool shot, I must say. Rest in peace, Vicky. Um, that is one scene that, you know, rings true. It's, it's so scary. And they pulled it off really well in that... Imagine babysitting and, you know, yes, you tell scary stories and if you're a horror fan, you love these stories, but put yourself in that situation. You have to go and investigate a noise for, you know, if you're looking after a younger kid, you have to be the strong one. You have to show no fear. So what happens when, you know, you go to investigate the noise or the closet, because the kid wants you to check the closet and you think you're not going to see anything there. And lo and behold, there's something behind the door. They just, they pulled that off really well. They executed it great. You have a bit of a comedic um, relief and then the suspense and scary payoff. It, Julian's such a funny character. One of the... Best characters in the movie, I would say. So we're at Officer Hawkins. Sheriff Hawkins has just picked up Allison, uh, distraught on the doorstep of the neighbors who it didn't look like they were going to answer their doors, but cut to the next scene and they are consoling her. One of the really cool themes, um, I would say I like it more than the well-known Michael Myers theme or Halloween theme is the part of the score that plays when Allison comes face to face with Michael Myers, um, when she finds Oscar's body impaled on the fence. That is a really cool, you know, it's a mix of guitars and synth and the classic theme. I think that might be my favourite in the soundtrack. I'm actually enjoying this movie a lot more now that I'm actually paying attention to it. And a thought that crossed my mind is I would call this a remake. It is supposed to be a direct sequel to the original Halloween film, but there are too many scene-for-scene scene shots, um, you know, from the original film from the sequels, it is too many to have in one movie to be an homage. Like, 
why I have an homage every single scene. <laughs> so to me, it, it does stand out um, very much as a remake, just continuing on the story. So I think it's easier to watch this film and have no, you know, previous notions about it um, if you go into it just viewing it as a remake. Okay, we are closer to the end. I think I might have one more break and retrospective thoughts um, before the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, we're closing in on the last quarter of the film. And now the end credits are rolling. I did love the um the whole idea that it's not a cage, it's a trap, and they were able to trap Michael down in the trap basement and set the house aflame. Again, really cool imagery. Like I said previously, um, I actually enjoyed this a lot more than the first two times that I tried to watch this movie. And again, I think it does better as a remake than it does a direct sequel to the first film. Those are just my thoughts. If you would like to share your thoughts, if you loved it, if you hated it, if you hated my takes on it, my thoughts, if you agreed with my thoughts, please let me know. Uh, also let me know if you enjoyed this style of uh, commentary, I guess you could call it. I'd call it a watch-along, but it works also as a commentary. If you enjoyed it, let me know and maybe I'll do another one. Maybe I'll pick my favorite Halloween films um, and watch them for October. Unpopular opinion, uh, Halloween 6, the producer's cut, is actually my favorite Halloween film, <laughs> which is, um, you know, followed closely by Rob Zombie's remakes. Controversial? Maybe. My final thoughts of this film are... Is it the best film in the series? Personally, I don't think so. Um, is it enjoyable? To me, it took me three tries before I enjoyed it. Um, you know, for anybody else, they maybe loved it straight away. Is, does it propel the story? Yes, it propels the story. It keeps the franchise going. I didn't like that it had to kind of kill the prior sequels to propel the story, but I guess after 40 years, that's something that you have to do. That's all for today's episode. If you would like to come and chat with me, all things movie, horror, and book related, you can find me on Instagram at the Spooky X Spice channel or Twitter at Spooky X Spice. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs>